podcast one production. Hello, I'm David Kosh, and welcome back to Koshy's Guide to Starting Your Own Business. I'm here to inspire you to dream big and to create the business you've always wanted. You see, I've been a small business owner for 30 years, and I still am today. And to be honest, it's what I love doing most. Just don't tell Sunrise. So needless to say, I've learned a few tips and tricks along the way through running my own business and meeting some pretty amazing entrepreneurs over the years. Pinstripe Media is my family business, and it provides information and advice to small business owners through our digital platforms, Koshy's Business Builders, Flying Solo, Startup Daily, and The Airport Economist. It's changed a lot over the years, as small businesses usually do. My product started as printed magazines. Now, they're all digital platforms. After all, innovation is key to keeping ahead of your competition. So in this episode, I'm focusing on helping you develop your new product or service for your business. So I'm assuming that at this point, you have that game-changing idea, and it's now time to get it off the ground. So I'll talk you through some of the basics you should be following when developing your product. As always, you need to start with a plan. A well-thought-out product development plan can save you time, money, and effort in the long run. So the first step is to research your idea. What exactly is the product or service you've thought of? Define it by writing it down on paper. Then figure out What makes your idea different from other products or services already out there? Next, identify your market. Research who are your target customers and what are they looking for and why your business will stand out to them. Get to know your customers really, really well. Think what your ideal customer should be. Their age, demographic, interests, why they'd love your idea. Then give them a name, an age, an agenda, and even an appearance. It'll help, believe me. It gives your customer an identity you can relate to rather than just statistics or words. When we first developed the Sunrise TV program, we envisaged our typical viewer to be Irene, the character from Home and Away. A mum, couple of kids, leading a busy life, and working full or part-time. You see, mums are the main decision maker in a family. Mums control the TV remote in the morning. So we designed a show which would appeal to her first, and then the kids and hubby. So her decision wouldn't cause an argument in the family. If the content wouldn't have interested Irene, then it wasn't right for the show. As a new business you don't have an existing customer base. So find out as much as you can about your potential customers by researching your competitors' customers. Once you have a complete picture of your customer profile, you'll be better prepared to launch a strategy that will target them accurately. By understanding what's important to your customers, their buying behaviour, interests and attitudes, it's easier to develop opportunities to grow your relationship with them 
and in turn your business. A customer profile should be an essential part of any marketing strategy you develop and will help you find a voice for your brand and also to develop your actual product. Consider doing some market research or focus groups to help define your customers. Talk to as many people as you can. You want to be certain your new business idea or product has legs. So test the waters by having conversations. You don't want to spend thousands of dollars setting up a business or developing a product that no one is interested in. Next, build a prototype. What are you selling and how relevant is it to your market? These are two very important questions for any small business. Whether you're selling a single product or multiple product lines, you need to be a product expert. This means not only understanding everything about your product, but also the similar products of your competitors. What are your competitors doing well and how can you do it better? Have you considered improving your product and developing into a premium version? Is there anything customers want from your product that you aren't offering? While you can describe a service, a physical product needs a physical three-dimensional version of your idea to test. Transforming your sketches into a prototype takes your dream to a new dimension, to show customers, and also to see whether the ideas actually work or need further development. Whether you build it yourself or use an engineer or machinist or even a seamstress, it's a very exciting step in the process. And how professional the prototype should look will depend, of course, on your budget and goals. Cobbling together a rudimentary handmade prototype is a great start, as long as it works for your initial demonstrations. If you then decide to move ahead with the idea, you'll need what's called a pre-production or more professional prototype if you intend manufacturing yourself, moving up the scale from the handmade model to a finished product model. If you license the manufacturing to a factory, they often can develop the prototype for you and also any modules you might need. You see, the beauty of a prototype is it lets you test and refine the functionality of your idea and design to make sure the theory behind your idea actually works as you envisage it. It also provides the opportunity to test the materials you plan to build it from. Do they do the job? Is there a better alternative? Is it robust enough? A prototype allows you to describe your product more effectively to customers, investors, and also your team of engineers, marketing experts, and lawyers you'll need to ramp up production and protect the idea from copycats who may rip off the idea. And believe me, your idea will be taken way more seriously when you have a physical specimen in hand. Seeing is believing it's much more impressive than a vague idea or a sketch. Once you've developed your prototype as far as you can go, you've checked its functionality to make sure it actually works as expected, and the materials are robust and cost-effective enough to meet the goals that you've set, it's time to bring in the professionals. 
Finding the right professionals is incredibly important. You can't do it all yourself. The engineer, the marketer, lawyer or manufacturer you'll need to scale the idea to big production in market. I reckon the best place to start is your local chamber of commerce or business enterprise centre. They'll be able to point you in the right direction if they don't have a specific solution. All the way through the prototype phase, though, keep thinking about your marketing. You've got to get sales. And think, when you do your prototype, what's your product's unique selling proposition, or USP? What can your product or service do that no one else can? Often, successful businesses have seen a gap in the market and stepped in to fill it. A good example of this is the Oscar Razor online business. Koshy's Business Builders TV program and website featured Oscar DeVries, the founder of popular subscription service Oscar Razor, who started his business in 2014. He was frustrated by a lack of quality, low-cost product in the men's grooming market. Oscar launched his Razor subscription service, to deliver a quality razor direct to his client's door. Oscar says men look for three things when it comes to grooming. High quality, low cost and convenience. He founded Oscar Razor because he believed none of the razor companies satisfied all of these three elements. And remember, this is a huge market dominated by multinationals. Oscar says that being a subscription service is a win-win for both him and his customers. He gets the relative security of recurring revenue and customers never have to worry about running out of razors. He found his niche and business is booming. He attributes his success to a relentless focus on quality, cost, convenience and putting our customers first. By selling direct, his customers save money and time. And Oscar ends up with tens of thousands of customers who are loyal as long as he keeps prices low and delivers on time. So take a leaf out of Oscar's book, find a gap in the market and provide a unique selling purpose to your product. Also, stress test your product, not just in a physical sense to ensure an actual product is durable, but also in a business sense. What would happen, say, if a competitor targeted you with a new product? Or if the government changed regulations? Or the economy went into recession? How would these stresses affect your product? Would it survive these tough times? And don't forget to write a marketing strategy and plan. Now, I'm going to spend a whole episode talking to you about a marketing strategy later because these days it's critical you have one. Basically, your marketing plan is there for you to figure out how you're going to get the word of your new product out there and communicate why potential new customers should be using your product instead of your competitors. Whether it's digital marketing, direct marketing, or a social media strategy, 
your new business needs a marketing campaign to raise awareness that your product's available and what's unique about it in as simple a way as possible. More about this in upcoming episodes on developing a marketing plan and how to build a social media strategy. Remember, your marketing strategy will go hand in hand with your product development and launch, but you need to believe in your product and be passionate about it because the product development can take its toll. So here are my tips for what you need to do to stay the course. Number one, you need to love what you're doing. You have to believe in your product more than anyone else. That'll make it so much easier to market it and make sales. You're the number one salesperson for your product. You came up with the idea, you developed it, you brought it to market. So potential customers want to see your passion, want to know your story. Think about the people who stand out in Shark Tank. They're the people who are bursting with pride and confidence about their product. That's got to be you. You also need to be confident in your product and to start taking risks. Being a small business owner comes with a certain amount of risk and the odds of making millions from a first invention, frankly, are not very high. I've talked through these stats with you before. Of 10,000 Australians who start a business every year, just 500 will grow to a level to make a significant contribution to the economic growth of the country. But having said that, if you think you're onto a winning idea, there's no point holding back and missing out on a golden opportunity. When you're starting to get a new concept off the ground, you're always going to have people in your ear saying, this is never going to work. They're often the people who care about you and don't want to see you fail. But you can reduce the risk to an acceptable level by good planning, like we're going through here. So start small and be prepared for failure. Once you've tested your idea thoroughly and you've improved your prototype, only then is it time to think about launching and growing the business. Erin Young is the founder of Zen Green Matcha Tea, and we interviewed her a while back for Koshy's Business Builders. Her number one tip for other entrepreneurs was to start off on a small scale. Don't go and invest 50 grand and buy 10,000 units of stock and spend $20,000 on a website. Start it very small, maybe as a side hustle, so that you'll still have a full-time job for a steady income and as a fallback plan. It's some really wise advice. And don't forget to collaborate. People say that you shouldn't work with your friends. I think that if you find people you can trust and that you value their business opinion, then 100% work with them. It saves a lot of your time and energy. But remember, the key to friends and partners in business is to set clear guidelines and rules. Who does what? And setting boundaries between work time and relationship time. And whatever you do, don't underestimate the finances. As the song says, it's all about the money, honey. Understanding cash flow and forecasting sales are essential when you're first starting out, as it can take time to grow your business. Right from the start, consider opting for cloud-based accounting solutions and inventory programs to ensure you always have access to real-time data 
to make informed business decisions. Stay up to date with the current ways to pay. If your customers want the latest mobile payment solutions, you need to offer it to them. Set up direct debit systems for customers so you don't have to chase payments. Use accounting software to keep everything up to date and compliant. And look at where you source the parts for your products and see if you can get the same quality cheaper elsewhere. And it's important to empower your team. If you're not the only one in your small business, make sure you're hiring people who feel the same passion about your product as you do. It's important that your whole team feels part of the journey and focus towards the same business goals. Team dynamics, company culture and passion all go into the quality of the end product. And I can't stress enough, network, network, network. Whenever you meet someone interested in your business, you should keep in touch with them. Drop them an email once every few months and tell them what your goals are and show them that you're achieving them. There are business owners who take investors' money, but they don't keep in touch. So when it comes time for another capital raise, they're starting right back at square one. The same with customers. Established businesses can be a great source of advice, as can professional networks and members of local small business precincts. So don't be afraid to ask for help. If your business needs an office space, consider a co-working setup as you'll immediately become part of a community and be able to network. Look for Facebook and meetup groups that might be in your area of interest. Maybe find a mentor. One of the key challenges facing a startup is making the right contacts as soon as possible. So get yourself out there and start schmoozing. I'll cover mentoring and looking for help in greater detail later in the series. As always, keep an eye on your competition. Always. If you're working on a new idea, chances are someone else has had the idea and even newer ones. Whatever your concept is, even if you're disrupting a big established market, someone is likely to come along and disrupt you as well. So don't bury your head in the sand or in your business. Keep an eye on what's happening in your industry and also the wider world. And finally, don't give up. Never lose the love. If you're doing it because you really, really believe in it and love your product, then you'll have the drive to keep going. So, you've got the idea, you've developed the product, and hopefully you've now got an idea of how to launch your product. Careful planning is the key to success here. The most savvy entrepreneurs have spent days, weeks, months perfecting their products behind the scenes before taking them to the world. And you should be doing the same. Good luck. And if you want to learn more, head to the Koshy's Business Builders website. There are plenty of articles and videos to help build a successful business. That's koshysbusinessbuilders.com.au. And when you're ready to take the next step in building a successful small business, I'll be here waiting. Koshy's Guide to Starting Your Own Business was presented by David Kosh and created in collaboration with Podcast One Australia. Producer, Melody Ruiz. Executive producer, Jennifer Goggin. Sound production by Darcy Thompson. For more episodes, listen for free at podcast1australia.com.au. 
Download the free Podcast One Australia app or search Koshy's Guide to Starting Your Own Business podcast.